Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hi, this is Tony Shannon. I'm a grateful recovering addict from the Alaska region. My home group is... The No Matter What group in Spinard, Alaska. My clean date is 4-1-1984, and I am reading April 7th. Vulnerability teaches us to trust. Each time we make ourselves vulnerable and find someone there for us, we come to a new level of safety and trust. It's from Living Clean, Chapter 5, Fellowship. Working Step 5 with a sponsor can feel like barring can feel like bearing our underbellies. We summon up enough honesty, humility, and courage to admit the exact nature of our wrongs. Despite our conviction that we're doing the right thing, sharing our inventories can make us feel exposed. Being vulnerable can be an unnatural state for addicts. It tears down our hardened defenses. Sharing our inventory is an act of trust. For many of us, this may be the first time we reveal ourselves completely to another human being. Whether we have spent years clean or days, we find value in sharing our struggles and our victories with fellow members. Being real and sometimes raw creates opportunities for others to connect with us. Sharing from the heart simply resonates. We are often humbled by the kindness of our fellow members who support us when we are most vulnerable. Each time we take a risk, open up, and are met with loving support from other members, we understand that strength in vulnerability, we understand the strength in vulnerability on a deeper level. I look at this kind of vulnerability as as the emotional equivalent of a trust fall. One member shared, each act of vulnerability enhances our feelings of safety in our relationships. The more we practice connecting with other members, the more at home we feel in NA. I will challenge my old beliefs about trust. I will push myself out of my comfort zone to practice being vulnerable and allow other members the opportunity to be there for me. All right. If you don't take nothing, you won't get loaded. Thanks a bunch. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is April 7th. Vulnerability teaches us to trust. And we're here with Lisa R. from Shetland. Lisa, what do you think? <laughs> vulnerability teaches us trust. Hi, Douglas. Um, yeah, the vulnerability is a big, big topic for mm. me. Anyway, I think of it as a very big topic. You know, it's, a, it's about being... Like you're emotionally exposed and there's an uncertainty, isn't there? That's kind of like what vulnerability is. It's like you're exposed and you're not sure. 
And well, so for many like, of us, it's not a, that's not like a, a very safe and no. desired place, you know, to be. No, that's like the last place I've ever wanted to be. Like the most vulnerable I was before when I was using was like when I needed drugs mm. or like somebody had the drugs that I needed, you know, that would be like, how that would be, I would feel really vulnerable then, but it's a different type of vulnerability now in recovery. Cause I'm, it's like, I'm now asked to expose all these parts of myself that I've spent an entire lifetime covering up mm. um and I've it's just it's just inbuilt in me to not tell anyone if something's wrong you know when I, I was at, like when I was really young like a little kid you know three or four years old I suffered from such bad anxiety um I didn't know what it was obviously then I was having all them panic attacks I never told soul, like I never told my mom, my dad or anybody. I, I kept that shit just deep mm. hidden down. And I just was miserable, you know, like it was a horrible way to go through life. Um, so being being very blocked off is something that you've had like yes. well before the first drug entered your system. Like yes, that was exactly. part of you. That's yeah. And that's something I've just realized recently. I was speaking, I was sharing one day and I just, it came out of my mouth, you know, like, and I never told anyone. And I thought, oh my God, like I've spent my whole life just like keeping this stuff in so tight. Like, don't be a bother to anyone. Don't, mm. you know, don't anyone in in case they hurt you. You know, you're a burden, you're annoying. It's, you mm. know, all of these messages that were going on in my head. Um, and drugs just helped with that because I just didn't care anymore about any of that stuff. And, you know, coming into recovery, being clean, all of that stuff is kind of bubbling to the surface, which is why set work is so important. Is it's helped me to to get that stuff out, you know, to write stuff down and to go through it with my sponsor and read it out and have her input or her identification, you know, because it wasn't just like the fourth step was where I first got vulnerable. Like just doing the first step. Yeah, I was I was going to say something similar. It's like right off the Jump Street, man. Like we, yeah. it's kind of vulnerability is almost like a requirement. Like we talk about you know, honesty, open-minded and willingness. And I get that, you know, that's the foundation piece, you know, where that, that kind of unlocks the door for, for us to grow change, you know, and all this, but, but damn it, man, it like just trusting somebody, just like letting them glimpse on how we really, how we really feel, what we're thinking, you know, what we're doing. Whew. And we're in that. We have to do that, man. If we're going to stick, if we're going to stick and stay, we got to, Lisa. It feels like there's no choice. You know, that trust It's mm -hmm. like, it's like trust and faith just come into it so quickly. And I didn't trust, I didn't necessarily trust people when I came in, but I, it was like, I didn't have any other choice but to kind of say, okay, I'm putting my trust over here. Cause like, where else was I going to put it? You know, like I was, <laughs> I was completely fucked. I had nowhere to go, nothing to do. I was like, this is it. <laughs> but you know what though? Like now being, you know, now looking back on it, that's a beautiful place to be, man. That is a fucking beautiful place to like, hey, I don't, because I'm the same as you. Look, I didn't have anything else, man. When I got clean, it was like, okay, it's either this or, or you know, my old man told me uh, uh, that he gave me about two weeks left to live, you know, if I didn't get clean where, where I was, you know, because he just saw all the devastation inward and outward on manageability, you know, in my life. And so that was, I was just like, you had to have any, if I don't put all my eggs in this basket, what the fuck, I don't have anything else. Exactly. There was nowhere left to go by that point. So that definitely helped. I don't know that I would have 
you know, if there was another point of my using that I would have gone in that same direction. Like I needed mm -hmm. to have that absolute gift of desperation. Um, but I don't know, I, you know, like my sponsor made it really easy for me to trust. I don't know how she did that. She's, <laughs> I don't know how she did that. She's a magical being. I just, I love my sponsor, I've got to say. She's amazing. She really like, she really like kind of came to me slowly. You know, like, you know, like with a horse, you don't you get spooked easily. <laughs> like that. So like, she, she kind of came to me slowly and she would kind of phone me up and like, how are you? And just like, you know, if I was like freaking out, she would say something really wise and profound just or just you know just tell me to keep it in the day and like just get your head on that pillow clean you know that's that's all you need to do for today and just she just like kept me calm and then like gently kind of then started introducing you know the steps and I just trust I trusted her by then you know the first step I remember I was really freaked out about speaking to her about all this stuff that I'd written down I was really embarrassed I'd never just spoken to somebody like that you know about horrible things that I did to other people that's why that's why I remember from my step one like all the awful things I did to other people mm -hmm. I don't even think about what I did to myself actually it's it's just all these embarrassing things or horrible things and um I remember being really nervous but once I got through it I was like oh I could like breathe you know it was like yeah. like you know it was it was a good experience so I think that set me up well for you know step five which is a lot which is a lot bigger you know there's it's like doing that uncomfortable work brings us closer to where we want to be because it's not like I, i'm not going to pretend it's fun to sit and write your fourth step or to read it out with you know like it's not it's not fun it's uncomfortable and it's, it's like you don't want to go there but like mm. i just like, i saw all these people around me like like you guys that are clean and i knew that you were addicts like i was an addict you know i knew i, I think I could hear that from, from your stories. I knew that you used like me, that you thought like me, that you <laughs> felt like me. Like I just I had all that. So I had this kind of proof of people that were able to to get clean and, and stay clean. And I heard what you guys did, you know, and it was like the steps and all of this. And I want I just wanted to be like everyone as well. I wanted to be like I want to be like them. Mm. Um but there was a trust in that as well, you know, that okay, I can see this working. In other people's lives so it gave me that kind of that sets my spirit on fire man to hear that it's like it was the same when i got clean it really was man i got clean i was 16 and these dudes who 12 stepped me you know i i could look at every single thing that was different between us from like age to it looked like they had i was fucking poor you know and they and it looked like they had you know everything put together and you know a blah 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 back and forth everything but damn it, man, when they, you, I could not avoid seeing the freedom that they were living. You know what I'm saying? And it was just so like, that's it, man. I was like, yeah, yeah. If if it's possible for me to get that, how? Yeah. How do I do it? And mm -hmm. so I did do what I did do what, what other people said. Like nobody told me what to do, but like I've been, you know, suggested and, and people spoke about their own experience and and I just was like, I'm, I'm going to do that too. I want that. That's what I want, you know. Um, and you know, some folks who, well, the, you, you've been on the podcast since, I mean, since we kicked off, you know, like you, you yes, like you were here, you've been here with us. Four months clean, and now I'm nearly three years. It's super <laughs> cool, man. It's super cool. So, you know, and 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 so the folks who don't know if they haven't heard your episodes before on the studies or whatever, 
you you so you're in Shetland. Yes. And face to face meetings there yet? No, there's no okay. there's no any kind of presence here at all. Um, so my entire recovery's been online from from start now. And, and you're slamming it. <laughs> it's great. I don't feel like I'm missing out. Like obviously, I'd love to see everybody. Like you guys, I'd love to see you all in person. But I love that I have this ability. I was so cut off from anything and everybody before, mm. you know, because I'm I am housebound due to physical health illness. So I was really isolated anyway. So in that way, um, so like just to have these people I speak to, like you now, on my computer, on my phone. Mm. And I just feel a connection, even though I'm not seeing anybody in person. I feel that, like, in my heart. Well, you know, my sponsor loves you to bits, man. I love him. Can't, can't love you anymore, man. You're going to get a blast when I tell him I got to, got to kick it with you today. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Lisa. Love you. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others. As we go out into the world, stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm-hmm.